Trav's not a beer guy. Just a Dr. Pepper. It's a diet, diet Dr. Pepper for the record. Diet Dr. Pepper. Yes, sir. See that in the video version? We got the Diet Dr. Pepper right there. We got nothing but the best here. Yeah. Trav cares about his body. It's weird, dude. Yeah. All right. We're trying to lose weight here. And uh, it's tough, man. It's tough being a big dude and eating a lot of calories and then starving. Well, you're trying to lose, yeah? Like, yeah, we're down. We're down nine. We're down nine pounds. We got uh, five more to go to the goal, and then we're then we're done. Then, then we can stop losing weight. Fat camp is complete. Tra- Trav's sneaky, tall as hell. He's like six five. Yes. Yeah. So when he like when he says he's losing weight, he's going down. What do you go down to? Like two o five or something? Yeah, I was like, like really thin. Yeah, I was like two twenty two, two twenty three at the end of the season. And I'm 214 right now, as of this morning. And the goal is 210, 205. We're feeling lucky. Like, you know, like Google search, we're feeling lucky. But that's the that's the setup right now. But um, speaking of diets, yeah. Oh, my God. We, have, we actually weight. have a sauna in, in the uh, apartment. Yeah, it's awesome. But uh, anyway, our guest today, we have the Liver King on, which is awesome. It was really tough to get him on. We had a couple of cancellations and whatnot. But uh, Strauss Man, the Liver King of Sweden, and actually San Jose now, San Jose's Liver King, He's joining us. Welcome to the podcast, episode 65. Cool. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Cheers. Cheers. It is Appreciate awesome to have you, my friend. Uh, coming on. Yeah, you know, here's a little interesting story for those that listen. Um, a lot of people asked after the Matt Murray episode, Trav, how do you guys get guests? Well, a lot of cancellations. Strauss, how many times have we canceled and rescheduled this podcast? Got to be at least close to 10 by now, no? Yeah, I don't even want to think about it, but yeah, probably at least five. Um, it's all right. with, th- with three of us, different time zones, uh, change of schedule. It's been kind of tough, but we're, we're here. Well, you've been going to like a new wedding every weekend, no? No. First wedding was this weekend, but <laughs> now wedding, <laughs> wedding season's beginning. That's what we're, I'm realizing at 23 already. Really? It's about to be weddings for the next 10 years. Cause I mean, every hockey player, it's just, you only have that two to three month span. You can have a wedding and most people want weddings in the summer anyways. And so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot, but good good times. Are a lot of your friends, a lot of your friends getting married already? Uh, I had a, my best buddy from Sweden just got married this past week, um, and then other than that, a couple cousins and family Fun friend night. this summer. But I'm I'm realizing soon there's gonna be probably a lot of ex teammates yeah. and current teammates. So, well, yeah, with with college because like half the team is like 33 years old now. They all get married right after, so it's. <laughs> and now with the the COVID years, they graduate at like tw- they literally graduate at twenty six. So, it's it's like prime time for marriage. Personally, I've I've not uh, I still haven't been to a wedding. Only only one of one or two of my teammates at Maine got married like right after college. But other than that, we haven't uh, we've had too many. So maybe one of my friends will invite me to their wedding if they get married. That'd be sick. Never been to a wedding? No. No, I had never. I probably still have time from the Michigan guys, though, because those guys all arrive at 17 and leave by the time they're 19. So (laughs) that won't be an issue. Yeah, they're like 10 years down the line. They they got time. (laughs) Literally. Yeah. I mean, mean, they're high picks. It might even be a little longer, no? (laughs) But hey, it's, it's actually becoming the norm now to get married a little later. So it's so it might be later, but. Trav, no, I have not been to a wedding. I had one opportunity, my cousin, and he did it during hockey season. So I just couldn't go. And there was no hard feelings, but now now we don't talk. So That's tough. That's tough. <laughs> clearly, clearly was hard feelings. <laughs> no hard feelings except the, the feelings that were very hard. Yeah, we don't, it's, it's, it's dark. So yeah. anyways, why, uh, why are we calling him the Liver King, Trav? I'm kind of curious. I'm sure the crowd, the fans are curious why you're calling him the Liver King. Yeah, so we'll, we'll back things up a little bit. So if you've been living under a rock, you don't listen to Joe Rogan or Logan Paul or anything, the Liver King basically is a dude who is ripped, lives a carnivore diet, but he doesn't cook. So he eats raw meat, livers, hearts, anything. He says, if you've got a weak heart, have a rhino heart. You know, you got you know some weak legs, you want to strengthen the calves, yeah. you know, eat a lamb shank, that kind of stuff. And uh, he's kind of gone viral for it. Yeah, very interesting. And uh, our guest today, I busted him on a social media the other day. He was posting about eating kidneys and livers and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. And I thought, wow, okay. This guy is the liver king of San Jose. The sliver king. The San Jose liver king. And maybe uh, our guest can explain it for us uh, instead of me. Because I don't understand. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, diet's been a big thing in my career. Kind of jump-started my career when I was in high school. I, I got really into to eating healthy, and it got me in better shape, made me feel better. But uh, since then, I've really taken an interest in it, and uh, I follow those people, Liver King and um, Carnivore MD type guys that love uh, – kind of tracing it back to our roots, like eating like our ancestors did. And uh, I mean, I do a lot of things, not only eat like like that, but try and um, sleep like that, like wear my blue light glasses before bed because uh, ancestors didn't have electronics in front of them and all that stuff that kind of just, when you think about it, makes sense. But one of them is that uh, when our ancestors were eating meat, they didn't just have the steak or the ground beef. They had the whole animal and uh, it's supposed to be kind of nature's multivitamin and I definitely feel a lot better when I eat it. Another thing is, uh, a lot of these supplements out there on the market, including some of the, the like organ meat ones, they're not NSF certified because they're not designed specifically for athletes. So, uh, a good way to still get good multivitamins and you is just literally eating like liver, heart, stuff like that, mixing it in a right. stew. And, uh, my buddy that was just talking about Michael Kappa and I in, in Sweden were, kind of doing some Sunday chilies there that uh, might have had some stuff in it that you wouldn't want to try if you uh, heard of the ingredients, but it actually tasted pretty good. You were eating testicles? Were you eating balls? I haven't had that yet, but oh. I'm going to add it to the list soon. Um, but no, we just threw some heart liver in there. And nice. That, it honestly makes you feel amazing. I, I highly recommend it. Yeah. That is interesting. That, uh, but you're cooking it though; it's not raw. Yeah, I was right? gonna ask that. Yeah, I have always cooked it all, but these guys, like the Liver King, if you've ever right. seen his his page, he'll just do it raw. And I'm not, I haven't done it because of these guys. I I happen to come across like the Liver King, and it's kind of an inside joke. If you've seen his Instagram, it's pretty absurd. But um, yeah, I just from the person I use for nutrition, she's always been about that stuff. So something I've done for a little bit here. So yeah, I I guess. You saying it like in that you cook it makes so much more sense than eating it raw. That part where he eats it raw just bugs me out. Like we've told our whole lives to not eat raw meat of how like unhealthy it is. Thinking about it, if we're talking about ancestors and everything, they probably didn't cook everything through. So yeah, you're probably right. I bet I feel like they had the little sticks over the fire. You know, they were like, yeah, that's exactly what we're picturing, <laughs> right? Like yeah. those bonfires probably burned. Uh, but who knows? Not me. Uh, but you, you live by it though. You, you think it helps? Like you feel more energy? Yeah, I definitely think it helps. Uh, I definitely feel better. I know there's times like I just went to Finland for a month and didn't have any of that stuff while I was out there. And obviously there's probably a million things that I was doing differently out there that could have made me feel a little bit, a little bit worse or not a hundred percent. But, um, I, I do know when I got back and started adding that stuff back in, I felt a lot better. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to try a few hearts after this yeah. podcast <laughs> cup get of joe get her in you cooked up livers liver mousse get her in you here's a question for you take us through your diet today breakfast lunch dinner coffees drinks foods everything like what what have you eaten today take us through the whole nutritional guide for what is today june 13th june 13th uh so today i woke up had uh i think five sunny side up eggs Ooh, yeah Oh, yeah. So I have in there. Maybe a little avocado. I have these sweet potato chips that I love from Thrive Market. Um, did some strawberries and honey and went to my workout, got home, had burger and sausage that I got from the farmer's market yesterday in Chicago. Bun, lettuce wrap burger, or just straight up patty and cheese? Just the patty um, and, and no bun. I kind of just like the meat. And then, yeah, actually did a little cheese from that farmer's market and a little asparagus and anything else i don't know i think that's about it for lunch and then i haven't had dinner yet but i'll probably probably cook something up similar maybe a steak um I, i've been really liking going to the farmer's markets and stuff it's pretty cool to get the local meat and i don't know it's cool i was telling my girlfriend the other day like when you when you buy something from there it's pretty nice to to like see that farmer's face like how you you feel like you're really supporting them where Today, I feel like everything's so separated. We just go to the store. We don't see anything. Um, don't know where it really came from. And I don't know. There's a little bit of power in that and makes it makes eating it, I think, a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, you go to Walmart yesterday where the steaks came from. They're like, dude, yeah. I got paid eight fifty an hour. Like, I don't care. Sorry, <laughs> dude. You go to the farmer and he's, and he's excited to answer every question. 
Like, what did this cow have for dinner? Oh, well, actually, he was alive last week. Actually, <laughs> he had a great diet. He was oh, my cow. His name was Chuck. <laughs> he was a good cow. You ask one question, like, oh, it was grass-fed, and you get, like, ten answers. Not only are they grass-fed, but they're they're out in the sun all day. And, um, you know, in the winter, when they can't be on the grass, they get this and that. And I'm like, all right, nice. I feel like they like now, that. They, they, Yeah, once you ask them a question, they're like, oh, someone's interested. Like, they love answering. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I, I think those type of people are usually at the farmer's market, the ones that want all the answers to that. And yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm honestly one of those people, but sometimes I'm like, all right, you sold me it. Yes, it's grass fed. <laughs> yeah. Well, now correct me if you think I'm wrong here. Society in general, like people in general, general are bred nowadays to you go to the grocery store, which is the Walmart, the superstore, the, well, I guess, save on, save on foods, the Whole Foods and whatnot in the U.S., and you buy everything at the grocery store. And like, there's no questions asked. You just pick the meat off the shelf. But people who, I guess, want more answers, they have questions that, that they want answered. They want to you know, know what's going into their body. They go to the farmer's market. They go to the butcher. They go to other sources that are not just a semi-truck bringing in prepackaged frozen meats. True or false? Yeah, for sure. I think there's today's day and age, like you really have to uh, push away from the norm. Um if you really want to take care of your body, just because in our society, it's kind of, I don't want to say half-assed, but it is a bit, um, if you're just kind of going along with whatever and whatever's at restaurants or whatever looks good on the shelves at, at the grocery store, you're probably not going to be uh, as healthy as you want to be, uh, especially in America. That's actually one thing I learned from going overseas is like Swedes and Finns. They can get away with just doing what everyone does because everything's pretty like healthy. Obviously maybe they're not having their organ meats and stuff and going that far. But if they, if they go by what everyone else is doing, they're going to be pretty healthy people. But in the U S with all the fast food and, and the GMOs and everything like that, it's uh, you kind of got to push away from the norm. So yeah, farmers markets, things like that are, are good, but it, it can also be tough because, because you need to know so much and inform yourself so much, you can kind of get in your own head about it a bit and that's not healthy either. So here's a question for you. You love the grass fed beef. How do you take your steak? Oh, rare. What, what? Oh, okay. We're going rare. Okay. Nice. We both like it moving. That's what I like. Okay. What kind of cut? Give me your three <laughs> top like cuts. Moving. Three top cuts. I'd say ribeye, yeah. strip and hanger steak. We should hang out more often. I really we should hang out more often. I, I think. I <laughs> Go think for we a have, steak. Have, you uh, Are you paying? Oh, oh buddy, buddy. Listen, <laughs> listen, I'm gonna give you. A, listen, listen. I want everybody. If you're listening on the audio version, Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, I want you to pull over in the car, stop what you're doing, and listen. If you're on the YouTube video version, I want you to turn the brightness up. I want you to pay attention here. Okay. Here's the deal. There is this fad in the world about barbecuing and grilling, and every dad loves it. They like to fire up the barbecue. Honey, get me a beer. They like to have a good time outdoors. It is overrated. There is nothing magical about barbecuing outside in a barbecue. You burn the food. You don't actually do anything. And here's the thing. If you actually were to barbecue on a real, like, like, a, like a coal grill, okay, it'd be, it'd be all right. But you're on a gas grill. There's like, I, I can't even begin to, to break that down. Cooking it in the pan. You get it hot. I usually let it rock at about five and a half, six, preheat it for about seven to eight minutes. A little bit of butter, salt, pepper. Boom. Color on both sides. I want that thing moving. I want to have a conversation with it when it's on the plate. And let's eat. Let's have a good time. Yeah, I that's, can't really respond to that. That was, uh, that was a good sell. But yeah. I don't know. I was yeah. about to say I love it on the grill. But... Oh. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's stupid, man. Don't, don't eat. That, that's, that's tough. I'm sorry. You know what? Maybe we shouldn't hang out. Yeah, okay. yeah. Trav, Trav does not cook it on the grill. That is bad. Well, uh, why don't we uh, take but my foot on my mouth? Let's get to some I, viewers. Hold on, of the week. Hold on. I do have a few questions more about the uh, thing. I want to know like the most exotic meats that you've eaten. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to impress you with that. I mean, I don't know. I eat a, I eat a good amount of lamb, beef, um, bison. I'm sure I've had something else, but that's pretty good though. I had I had I had elk. I had elk in Venice. Couple of times. Okay, I don't know if I've had elk. I've definitely heard of it. It's very lean. Because I've had so much meat in the past couple of years. It's it's very lean. It's like uh, like if you ate a good steak, like our typical steak comes from cow. It's very tasty. It's like it's very fattening, obviously. But if you eat like elk, it's so it's like you can just taste how much less fat is on there. Very, it's like dense in a way. 
It's very interesting. And Joe Rogan preaches about that, how if you eat an elk, if you look up elks on the internet, they look jacked. And if you eat an elk, you'll turn into an elk. And apparently that's, <laughs> apparently that's good. Yeah, actually, on that on that point, I actually did have reindeer this year. Reindeer, mm. Swedish reindeer sauce. Yeah, reindeer. That's <laughs> big in, uh, big in Sweden for sure. Had it a couple times. I had moose this year. I can't believe I forgot these, but yeah, yeah these are good in northern Sweden. Yeah, I, I totally. At a certain point, it all tastes like pretty similar. There's a little bit of difference, but mm. everyone expects these things to taste so different cause just because you never heard of them. But then yeah, yeah then you're like, all right, that's basically beef. <laughs> Yeah, we eat cows at the end of the day, and cows are, if you really think about it, a cow does not look uh, very attractive, like, if you look at it, it's, you know, it's it's all the same. It, it's meat, meat's meat. It, it has, like, slight taste differences, right? Exactly. Um, so, there's actually a tornado warning where I'm at right now in Chicago. Nice. I think I'm going to head down to the basement. Yeah, 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 no, hide. I'm going to try and play play this cool, but you're going to get a full tour of that. Where, where are you right now, you say? I'm in Chicago, like old town Chicago. Yeah, there's some good tornado warnings there. Good, like middle middle America. Well, on the bright side, you won't be able to fire up the barbecue and grill a steak, I guess. Yeah, this might delay my dinner tonight. <laughs> what, uh, bunker. Give, give us the tour. Give us what, the tour. Where, where are we going to? I don't know if I'm allowed. This is my girlfriend's place. And I was going to say, what, um, what brings you to Chicago? Is that just because your girlfriend? Are you visiting? Yeah, exactly. So... Um, she's been living here all year, even when I've been in Sweden. I mean, she's visited a couple times, uh, but yeah. So I, the plan was to come out here for like a month and a half or so after Sweden, and then go back to Connecticut for the summer, which I'm actually doing in a, in a couple of days, anyways. But obviously, I went to Worlds for yeah, about yeah. a month, so that kind of broke up the time a little bit. Uh, but I'm back here for a tiny nice, bit too, nice. and just trying to hang out with her and see the city a bit. And I'm training out here with a different trainer that's uh, been good and learned some new things that I'll, I'll, I'll bring back with me. And, and so, yeah, it's been good. It's a fun city out there, Chicago. Well, as long as you stay in the right areas, it's, it's a great yeah, city. Well, I was going to say, keep the windows <laughs> rolled up, kids. Yeah, you just got to know you got to know where not to go. But if you stay away from those areas, it's actually a lot of fun there. It's pretty cool for sure. It's it's There's a lot going on. Obviously, all the sports and stuff. We went to a Cubs game, and that was a blast. And um but yeah, it's it's an interesting city. There's definitely some some parts that are maybe a little bit scary, but uh, I mean that's that's kind of anywhere these days. Yeah. There's good good parts, bad parts. So, well, what do you say we uh, get to some viewers of the week as we always do? Bang we got a little bit off topic, by the way. Speaking of, of scary, that before we get to the viewers of the week, uh, I got choked out of jujitsu uh, this morning. <laughs> by the way, I just wanted to share this with you. Did you I, tap uh, or no? Well, okay, I'll, I'll give you the the quick story. So. I've been doing jiu-jitsu for about two months now, two months of training. It's kind of replaced my on-ice. This morning for the 6 a.m. class, I got partnered up with a girl. No no disrespect. She's got five, sorry, four stripes on her belt, and she is a a, a bigger girl. And I always always show respect. We're working on wearing nice chokes. I, I usually apply you know, 10% pressure, and we slowly build up. She put me in the choke, and she she didn't go half. She didn't go a quarter. She put the full choke on, and I I thought she was gonna kill me because she was putting pressure on my uh, on my Adam's apple. It was it was a bad morning. Did you tap? It was really bad morning. Oh yeah, yeah oh yeah, okay. real quick, real there quick. You go. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, that's nice. my story. Um, anyway, uh, speaking of people that will not choke you out when uh, that you're not expecting them to, uh, viewers of the week. So if you want to be a viewer of the week, it is very simple. There is no uh, SATs. There's no credit score check. There's no Nothing really. You just send me a DM on Instagram. You send Pat a DM, maybe an email. Maybe leave a comment in the video version, and we'll pencil in. That's it. It's basically a free shout out. You want a shout out? Be viewer of the week. So this week we have Jake. Goes by the best gamer. Shout out to you. We have Johnny Hunt. Said he listens on his long drives from Saskatchewan uh, in the truck. I'm assuming. We got uh, Nina Runan. She's a single mom trying to gain hockey knowledge to help her son who loves hockey, and he is seven. That is awesome. Shout out to you, Nina. Uh, we got uh, Charlie Barley kind of rhymes from minneapolis listens while working out and walking the dog we got paul suda anthony walleen anthony sorry uh, he's french anthony druan walleen we got uh, robert and connor P- connor pila pilia i screwed that up uh both love watermelon bubbly uh and good luck to connor in the null tryouts in a uh, nhl we'll get to that a little bit with strauss 
Uh, Elijah from Florida, listening for a few months now, loves the podcast. Craig Beasley, Beasley, I screwed that up as well. Dude rocks a Dominic Hasek mask. We got Brandon Robertson and his two boys, Dylan and Ethan. They both listen together. Shout out to you guys. We got Connor O'Brien, listens before work. By the way, he works as a lifeguard on duty. Oh, good for him. Saves lives. Yeah, shout out to him. I wonder what he's making in an hour. Uh, we got Camara. We have Cassidy. We have Mark Pierce. And he started watching or listening to episode one last week. And he's trying to catch up. Hopefully he does it in good timing. We have Jackson. He said, uh, I've heard my last name and my name mispronounced so many different ways. Please try to say it. I love the podcast every week. Uh, Jackson Hoofnagel. I think that's how you say Hoofnagel. it. Hoofnagel. We got uh, H-U-F-N-A-G-E-L. Hoofnagel. Nice. Huffnagel. Huffnagel. Good name. Um, we got Aiden Johnson. It says he lets the dishes build up all week until Sunday and then turns the podcast on and bangs on an hour of dishes while listening to the podcast. It's an honor. How awesome is that? That's beautiful. That, that is, that's an honor. That's awesome. Shout out to you, buddy. Did I ever tell you about the time my last girlfriend would do dishes? She'd plunge the sink with the toilet plunger. You did. No? You did actually on the pod. We had a reel about it back Excellent. in the day. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Um, and uh, that was a viewers week. By the way, I just want to say thank you for uh, 100,000 downloads on uh, Apple and Spotify. We hit uh, love this recently. I have a couple myself, and I didn't. Uh, awesome. I didn't get to them last week, so I have to make sure I hit them. Oh, I'll just name them. Okay, here we go. We got a Lyndon Cameron Hart, a Brody, just Brody, and his his at is just be like. So just be like Brody. And then we got an Abby Wayne, a female viewer. How about that, Trav? Another female viewer. Pat, Abby was last week, remember? She DM'd us both. Good call. Okay, but I didn't get to say mine last week because this, yes, because we we kept going after and I didn't get. So, Denim Kitsch, Charlie Bagley, and that's all I have. So, shout out to you guys. Appreciate you all for uh, tuning in. Anyways, back to the show. Back to the scheduled program, and we have our guest, Strauss Mann, the Liver King of Sweden, the Sliver King, as we're calling him, the San Jose, the new newly signed San Jose uh, goaltender. Um, first off, congrats on that, man. It's been yes. kind of it's been kind of crazy. You know what? So uh, for those that don't know, I, I probably shouldn't explain. I should let Strauss do it. But played three years at uh, Michigan University of Michigan NCAA, lit it up. Went the season to Skellefteå in Sweden. Kind of an untraditional route for a guy in the NCAA to go over to Sweden. I was so excited to watch him play live. Did not disappoint. Although, you know, maybe you weren't the happiest with the game over our DM conversation, but I thought you looked great. Uh, very entertaining. And then uh, you signed the deal with San Jose. How unreal is that? That is unreal. Yeah, it's been a crazy, crazy journey at this point, for sure. I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I also can't say I crafted it up on purpose this way, but stuff kind of works out sometimes. And it's definitely got, given me a lot more faith in the process um that it has worked out like this and uh yeah i mean michigan was uh my dream school it was an honor to play there and this year was also just the coolest experience it was definitely challenging at times just being in a new place new country uh, new style of hockey and just being out there alone uh, but learned a lot about myself sort of similar to my year in juniors just new start and um couldn't be happier what it brought me in terms of getting a contract back here and also kind of give me that platform to prove myself to get um get on the olympic team which was a dream come true for sure so when you said uh michigan being your dream school and you're from connecticut so why uh why michigan why is that your dream school um honestly there's like a big alumni base there uh, in, in the East Coast. And so I'd always kind of known a lot of people that went to Michigan or cheered for Michigan. And for some reason, I just loved cheering them on in football and, and other things. I always thought their jerseys and stuff were cool. And, and then as I got older, it was always kind of just that amazing hockey school with really great academics and a really cool culture. Uh, so for me, it was just kind of in the back of my head, a school I always wanted to go to. Um, I wouldn't say I thought I really had a shot at it. Uh, most of the most of my time in high school and, and until I committed there in juniors, but just kind of worked out and um, literally committed there the day I got the offer because it yeah. was. Were you a bit of an underdog? Uh, you said you didn't expect it. Like, were you a little, did you fly under the radar a bit? Yeah, for sure. Um, I didn't really play. I didn't play a game in, for my high school team until junior year. Wow. And even wow. then I was like, I played like seven games, I think, or something like that. So I didn't really start until a senior year when I was 18 going into that year. 
Um, Damn. Yeah, I just was never really like a highly rated prospect or anything like that. And uh, I had a pretty good senior year and then won nationals with U18 split season team um, mid Fairfield that year in, in Pittsburgh. And then some USHL teams saw me out of out of that and I got a couple tryouts and made Fargo and then committed to Michigan the next fall. So it was kind of a, a crazy um upward trajectory in that in that one year or two years and since then it's been a, a cool journey as well i'm i'm curious so you mentioned you didn't play a game in, in high school until junior year so what flipped the switch for you to go from playing no games to committed d1 in such a short period of time um i mean first off i'd just say like i didn't really have the opportunity just because there were some good goalies ahead of me and Again, I wasn't like a highly rated prospect. I was undersized. I was probably five foot three when I was a freshman in high school. So I don't think people looked at me as like a, a goalie that could step in and play right away. Um, and then also for me, I think after my sophomore year, I kind of took a good hard look in the mirror and kind of made a mental decision that I really wanted to go all in and uh, and do this thing and, and, and try and go D1. And um, over time, over the course of – a couple of years that that started to pay off and i think my coaches and teammates started to see that i was definitely capable of playing and and, and taking that role and taking the team to to the level they wanted to get to so yeah it was a couple of things but i think what the biggest thing was i was just i just kept staying ready for my opportunity and kept trying to get better because um honestly those years when i didn't play were just a great opportunity to keep practicing working on good habits when maybe the guys that play a lot of games at that age slack off a little bit in practice because they think the games are the only thing that matter and so yeah when i got my opportunity i felt like i was not only ready but over ready and it, it definitely paid off that's that's sweet so give me some examples though like you're talking about like getting better finding that opportunity uh, give me some details like some things that you were working on at that point in time um at that time i mean i already talked about the diet was kind of the thing that jump-started things for me um i was a little bit out of shape and stuff and my goalie coach steve valiquette was always on me to get every advantage i could so that was a big thing that i I got and I, I went to a new gym that I still train out today and they helped me with that diet and, and helped me dial in my body and everything. And um, from there, I was just kind of looking for every competitive advantage. And uh, then also on the ice, working with Steve, like I was just saying, he, he really took my game to the next level. Um, we were working on a lot of head trajectory stuff and, and tracking stuff that's now pretty big in the league, but was pretty new at the time. And I felt like I really got a good foundation for my for myself, especially as a, a smaller guy, I learned patience and, and all that that's definitely still paying off for me as I'm a little bit taller, obviously not a huge guy, but um, maybe not five foot three anymore. And <laughs> yeah, so helps. Yeah, I was just kind of always looking for every edge. And I'm always a believer. It's it's not as much what, but it's how. And once you kind of flip that switch and, and decide to go all in on something, then the answers will kind of come to you. And um, it can be different for anyone. For me, my diet helped. And uh, tracking and head trajectory were great, but for another guy, it could be something completely different. Yeah. So glass is half full. You just positive attitude. I'm going to get there. It's just a matter of yeah. How how am I going to do right. it? I'm going to get there, but it's just a matter of so how. So yeah, you have that growth mindset. I think you're always asking questions. You're always seeking out new people and um, talking to your teammates about what works for them. And you're going to get the answers you need eventually. It's just a matter of when. I, I like that mentality that you kind of have there. I think there's a lot of people that would be in your position that would struggle with that. So like you're an undersized guy. I love a good underdog story. This is great. But like, so you're an undersized kid and you're not really getting much love because like goalies have to be big really. And then it's like people might not be giving you the opportunity that you think you deserve. So how like mentally in that position, because a lot of kids are probably in the same position. They just kind of call it quits. Like, Oh, I'm not good enough. They said I'm not good enough. What was your like mentality like if when someone told you like no or you weren't getting attention? How did you keep going? Um, I don't know. A lot of people go with the like prove people wrong mentality. Like I'm better than this. I can do it proving everyone wrong. And while that is fun, kind of, I was always uh, I don't know. I was always motivated by proving people right. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying, Steve mm-hmm. Alquette, he always believed in me. Like because I was putting in the work every day and like. We had guys like Patrick Sharp come shoot at me or Calvin DeHaan just because they were around the area like randomly at the time. And, and I was really holding my own and 
things like that, like they really kept me believing, okay, like if I can like, like just logically, I'm a pretty like logical guy. Um, just, okay. Like I, I, I played with Patrick Sharp today. He's got one of the best shots in the league and I really did well. Like, okay, maybe I can play D1 and just like continuing to pick up on little things like that that give you faith. Um, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I did everything right. And I, I believed the whole time I never had any doubts. I think a lot of people in hindsight tell a story yeah. like that. And yeah. while overall it was true, like I did have self-belief, um, there were a lot of doubts and, and that's normal. I mean, it goes along with a lot of the mental health conversations today. It's like, it's okay to not feel okay. It's, it's okay to have doubt. It's kind of how you deal with it and, and reminding yourself what you need to need to get through those moments. Um, and so, yeah, I just had enough people that believed in me that I felt, I felt good kind of progressing. And, um, I also felt like I had nothing to lose in a way because people were always telling me like, Oh, don't go to juniors, just play D three hockey or something. Like it's the safe route. You'll go to a great academic school. Cause there's some great D three programs in our area, um, where I grew up and, and I was kind of like, so what if I go to D if I go to, uh, juniors and I fail, worst thing that happens is I, is I learned something and I had a cool experience that most people don't have. Um, where I think too many people look at things as, as failures or successes when everything's really just like an opportunity to learn. That's still how I approach everything today is just trying to grow. I play hockey to grow and to like learn about myself as a person. And as you know, Trav, it's like, what better way to, to do that than the goalie position? It's insane. It tests you mentally so much. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think the biggest thing is just setting your setting your goals and knowing why you want to do it instead of like as much where you want to go, but just what motivates you to get there and what you want to learn in the process. Because if you if it's all about growing and growing as a person, you really can't go wrong when you follow your dreams. Yeah, that's great. That that's awesome. That's uh, I think uh, it's it's so important too if you're you're that like guy who who does believe in someone like you. So like how how long like of a ways that can go if they just verbalize that to you, like how how good it like feels if someone says like hey I do believe in you it's like that just belief can go so far so it's like if you are that guy like don't be afraid to to speak up it can uh, help someone. I even had that at Worlds like I hadn't played with that many NHL players at one time before and um, even a guy here or there just saying wow you're doing great or like good job in that drill like that means the world to me and I'm. I'm at this level, like at 23. So think about as a high schooler, or, um, whatever yeah. it goes a long way. Um, and yeah, it's, it's good. Like you don't want to rely on those external things to feel confident. You want it to come from within, but sometimes that's kind of the spark you need. And that's the other thing I'll add is I had, I was, I was fortunate to have things come up where when my, um, maybe belief was tested with a little adversity, like I was, I, I was lucky to have those people in my corner or had a good game right after maybe that might have been the thing that kept my belief alive where if I didn't have a good game, maybe it would have sunk. Like you can go back and do the what ifs, but um, overall the lessons are there and I think that's the right idea. There's so many good nuggets in there, dude. Like, yeah, um, to, I guess one question that comes to mind for me, um, as a shorter guy, I'm curious – Obviously, like you have to play a lot different than uh, most guys in today's game, and I saw that on display firsthand, like watching you play live, and and it, it was a treat to watch because like I feel like like your skating has got to be like some of the best skating I've I've seen out there. I'll be honest, like from the footage I got from the warmups, I went back home and I'm looking at it, I'm like, I'm gonna start doing that. I'm gonna implement some of that. Like this, like this stuff looks great. I'm I'm curious, like what changes like maybe you've made to your game to accommodate maybe I don't want to say compensating, but like just the fact that like you're a smaller guy, you have different strengths to play to and different disadvantages that like other guys would have. Yeah. I think, uh, for me, the biggest thing was always like starting at the simplest place, which is like put a puck in this position, look at the puck's perspective. How am I going to stop it? Like what makes sense? And I really felt like that was the key to my game and why I had success in high school when I had the opportunity. Like I was just a good puck stopper. Like I, I felt like things made sense. I would, instead of moving my hand here, like I would just make the simple save um, because it just made sense to me. It was a shorter movement. And I felt like because I did a lot of video work and thought of the game um, in that way, I, I was pretty efficient with my movements. Everything became about efficiency. 
Um, and it's funny now I'm kind of going backwards. I feel like most guys started the like athleticism, flexibility and, and all these crazy things. And now I'm kind of adding that stuff into my game to, to get to the next level. But for me, it's always been about the little things, just doing the little things the best I can and, um, not being afraid to jump outside the box and come up with some of my own stuff, whether with my goalie coach or on my own, like, I feel like a lot of guys now are doing the double shuffle to get across instead of T push, but that was something I was started doing. When I was like 15, I'd say, and at the, like at that time, no one was doing it, and it just made sense. Like because things don't really uh, start until someone tries it, and um, there's so many ways to play the position that I think if you're only going by what other guys do, you're selling yourself a little bit short. But there's also a fine line there too because you don't want to be the only guy in the world doing 10 things and then maybe you're you're doing something wrong because um, there is a lot of value in watching the, the NHL guys, the best guys in the world, uh, do their craft and learn some things from them. Do you have an idol? Do you, you have a guy that like you watch and you're like, damn, like, I love that guy. Like that, that's, that's my boy. Like I love watching that guy on TV. Um, I grew up a huge Henrik Lundqvist fan just being from the area, going to a lot of Rangers games really always loved his competitive, uh, competitive attitude and, um, yeah, just how hard he battled. But I think today I'm just always trying to take little things from different guys. Um, try, I, I think of myself as a student of the game, just like looking at the goalie and in zone and other things. And it's cool to, uh, I can even watch a game back a couple of times of, of, uh, NHL goalie and just pick up on different things each time based on what I'm looking for. Uh, whether I'm looking at their skating or their tracking, just uh, puck playing, whatever it is. So I think there's there's so much you can do there. I, I love watching UC Soros and Shesterkin, especially this year. I, I wasn't the biggest fan of his game um, when he first came over. I, I had a lot of questions, I guess, but you can't really argue with his performance. And so now that he's done so well, I've kind of gone back and looked at what he does do so well. And I think uh, I'm going to add a couple things into my game from him that are um, pretty cool and pretty different if we're talking about that. Just he's done some things differently, and I think a lot of guys are picking up on that and going to maybe start to add a couple things. Um, and that's the biggest thing. Like it's a big part of why I went to Sweden. It's just it's a different style of hockey. I want to I want to grow my game. Um, always looking to add add things and uh, yeah, just the game's changing, so you got to change too. And I know a lot of the veterans talk about that a lot is having changed their game over time, but you don't want to wait till you have a bad season to change. Um, you got to always be looking at the new things and, and, and where the game's trending. Now, out of curiosity, you mentioned like adding a couple of things. Is there anything that comes to mind right now? Like things you're going to add, things are going to change in the next little bit. Um, I'm not going to give away too, too many of my secrets in case there's some uh, snipers out there watching, but um, yeah, like I said, I've like, I'm adding a lot more mobility into my off season routine stuff, which seems like a no brainer for a goalie, but for me, I, I, there's only so many things you can do at a time. And for me right now, it's become the big thing of a thing I can really uh, get a lot better at. I feel like I've found some new ways, some new techniques to, to do so. And um, that's a big thing for me is just getting a little bit extra ice coverage if I go into the splits or, or whatnot and desperation. Obviously, you don't want to be there too often. I think a lot of guys go to it too early. But if I can add it in certain situations, that's always a help. And uh, yeah, just looking at little things like chest angle and and whatnot um yeah by the way yeah, i feel yeah. i feel really nails right now because there's little <laughs> sirens going on around nice. me in chicago i'm like every time i hear like a, a burst of wind past, a burst of so. wind i'm like damn like am i about to you're get hit it. by a tornado you're in the basement you're safe. See, if you're li if, if you're listening right now you gotta watch the video version so if you're on spotify <laughs> apple google like, like they're great platforms they're great don't get me wrong you're at the gym you know, you're uh, maybe mopping the floor, making Sunday lunches. That's great, but the video version—you gotta watch yeah. it on YouTube. I'm, I, I promise you. Speaking of, um, anyway, uh, why don't we do some uh, viewer questions? Some uh, viewer submitted questions. People uh, that watch the podcast had or listen to the podcast have a couple questions. Why don't we cap off with that? Sure. Okay. Uh, first off, I want to start off with a question from uh, our super fan Pat. You know, uh, M E A Arrington, our boy. Yes. Yes, he had a question for you, Strauss. He wants to know, uh, are you single? We know the answer is no. He's a taken man. Curious, uh, your old lady. Uh, name, how old is she? How long has you been together? And what does she do? What's her profession? Tell us someone awesome. Yeah, just might, pump, you might, as, you might as well just give us her social security number while you're at it, too. Like, if... 
Yeah, and the tax return too. Don't forget about that. Uh, I might be single uh, after this episode. But, um, oh, are you in the doghouse? I'm in the doghouse too right now. If I, if I give all, you can't, can't say too away. much. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. She's she's a pretty private person, which I respect. Uh, but her name is Zoe, and uh, she we met at Michigan. Um, she is actually going to be a psychologist, so she's going to grad school in San Francisco, which is not fully a coincidence that it would be in the same area as San Jose, but honestly, partially one, and definitely grateful we'll be in the same same area next year. Um, obviously, yeah. lots a lot of stuff happens in the hockey world, and you can move uh, in a second, but uh, after last year, going long distance, it'll be very nice. And Yeah, so what you're saying is she's going to be making a lot of money coming up in the near future. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah mine too she's gonna be making so much money <laughs> ordering um, some livers and hearts off the dark web for sure yeah honey Trevor <laughs> wants a bag of protein powder can you buy the one in the garbage bag and just ship it to him direct <laughs> there's like a big duffel bag of protein powder that shows up my my door in my mailbox <laughs> um what kind of questions we got here uh this is a little funny one. Cole wants to know, are you tired of being the man? And then he, he also added ha 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 at the end because he knew he was funny. Clever. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to respond to that one, but I will say something that's been brought to my attention pretty recently is the announcers, no matter what country, Sweden, in Swedish or in the US or whatever, they always call me by my full name, which is kind of interesting and I'm not really sure why. They never just say my last name. It sounds yeah. like it would yeah. be a last name. Straussman. Exactly. Oh, trust me. I've had so many people think that my teammate this year, I won't throw him under the bus, but for literally like three months, he thought my name was, and he didn't know my first name, just that my last name was Straussman to the point where he saw my jersey and he asked one of our teammates why it was misprinted and they hadn't <laughs> fixed it. That's unreal. <laughs> Ran out of letters for the name bar machine. Make you question your logic there? He was like, "No, I'm it's Dr. Straussman. <laughs> like the jersey's wrong." Yeah, that's unreal. That's awesome. Good for um, him. Lars, a local in Schleftia or Schleftia, uh, he wants to know what did you develop the most this season in AIK? AIK is the Swedish terminology for Schleftia. Why I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. But anyway, uh, I would definitely say. Um, my movement on my knees like I've always been good on my feet I've always emphasized staying on my feet as long as I possibly can beating passes on my feet I think that's been a big key for me as a smaller guy but I wanted to like I said like add new things you're not always going to be able to be where you want in the spots you want and so I've tried to get a lot better uh, on my knees a lot of been uh, of that has been mobility work and um, also just edge work and so yeah I think I, I worked through that a lot in practice to try and get a little bit of an advantage and in certain areas, maybe when I'm scrambling and stuff. Okay, we got a couple of rapid fire ones. We got uh, uh, Andreas wants to know favorite burger at Max. If you've ever been there, I've not been there. That's a fast food restaurant in Sweden, and as we've talked about, that's not exactly my cup of tea. But a lot right. of guys did like it. I, I I love it. I'm a local. That's the one. That's my watering hole when I'm in Sweden. Anyway, um, this is uh, from a teammate. I'm not going to name the teammate. He said, "Don't mention him." But yeah, teammate wants to know. Why do you like to be barefoot so much, you weirdo? <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually don't even know who that is. I got to look at who follows you maybe. But uh, barefoot, again, going back to the roots, it's just kind of where um, what what we did. We're not really supposed to be in shoes all the time with our toes uh, together. I think uh, people underlook the importance of good foot health and how that affects the rest of your body. So I, I think a lot of the trainers, good trainers, especially that um, are in hockey, have started to realize that and, and get guys out of shoes and definitely out of skates for a little bit in the off season to get that foot health back because it definitely goes all the way up to your hips and stuff. So that's that's what that's about. There's a, a guy that you skate with in the summer. Uh, I won't mention that name, but he says, I want to hear some good Valaket stories. I know you're packing. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly... <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, I don't know if I'm allowed to tell this. Like, <laughs> we we can edit it out. Worst case, we can edit it out. Worst case, oh, yeah. but um, yeah. one I remember is he said like, and this is nasty. Like, but uh, one year I I wouldn't know what year at all. But one of his teammates he was coming out of the shower, and obviously in <laughs> some locker rooms there's showers that are like pretty close to the 
um, where guys have skates on and stuff. And the guy, one of his teammates actually like stepped on his foot and it kind of like left his toes dangling. We'll not go into no. too many details there, but yeah, that was definitely a bad injury for him. But he, he heard from the coach that the coach brought the guy that stepped on his foot into the lock or into like the coach's office and was like, Oh, so like you got to be feeling like pretty bad about that. That's pretty terrible, right? And the guy just responds, "You know, honestly, didn't lose any sleep over it." <laughs> what a nail gun response! Yeah, just like okay, like you're not you're not even to say sorry. Like, just, just another day, day in life. life. But yeah, that was that's about the only one I remember at the moment. Um, yeah. Did he did he recover from that? Like he's got dangling toes. They got chopped off. He did. Yeah. I don't think that was the end of his career, so I'm assuming. Does he have like fake? Does he have like fake toes down there? Or they? Yeah, they just. What's the deal? Yeah. Uh, honestly, I think I'm hoping it just healed, but just some nubs. Honestly, we don't know. We'll never know. Yeah. Yeah, we won't. Unless he shows them on TV. Probably the best nickname that guy could ever have is like the Big Stump, Big Stump Meister. <laughs> big Stump. Like a big, big Stump. Yeah, he's missing all of his toes. Anyway. Um, and the last one I got, this is kind of a two-parter. This is a question, and then also I got some uh, inside information. I think you'll, you'll know who I got it from right away. Um, question is, why did you switch uh, from Bauer back to CCM this season? And also somebody, I, I guarantee you know who exactly is talking about this, uh, you are one of the most difficult clients to please as a company rep. As a company rep. So there's a rep that uh, I guess you went through this season for your gear. <laughs> Very hard man to please. Very difficult. Yeah, yeah. You know who I'm talking about. And the question was, why did you switch from Bauer to CCM, the, the Shaleftia sponsor, CCM, back to Bauer? I'm not going to make any guesses there because that's it's a pretty Dangerous. tough uh, tough review for myself. But yeah, can't please everyone, I guess. Um, <laughs> so I've always been in Bauer for the, or at least for the past few years, and then. I didn't even think about this, but when I signed in Sweden, I didn't realize that like all these teams have their sponsorship deals and you don't really have a choice what you wear. So, and I literally, I kid you not, I was not wearing one piece of CCM, not a neck guard, not undergarments. And all of a sudden I'm about to go to camp in like a week or two and they're telling me I got to switch everything. So that was a challenge in itself and, um, it was tough, but I definitely learned some things about kind of like what I like and what I don't from just using so much new gear. Uh, but then basically what happened was the CCM factories were shut down and they kept saying like, it would, they'll get your order in, they'll get your order in. And I was just wearing stock, like 34 plus one pads that weren't my size, but like close enough and not really my specs. And then um, after a while, they like with COVID and everything, there was the factories weren't coming back up. Um, anytime soon so they just told me I could I could get Bowers for for the time being and so I went back because uh, I didn't really feel like wearing stock pads that weren't weren't my size but uh, yeah CCM, CCM was definitely trying their best and um, it's just obviously in COVID times not everything can work out but yeah that's uh, that's a tough review I gotta just <laughs> yeah well equip equipment's so important it makes such a difference some guys don't care at all and that's like fine but for me like i'm the type of guy that likes everything to feel good like i think yeah. it goes a long way at the goalie position like if you have an inch here or there that like feels a little bit better or like is a, presents a little bit bigger it, it could be the difference between a goal going in or not and that goes a long way at our position sure. so um i definitely when in doubt go the extra mile to make sure everything's right and i i get that sometimes that can be a lot for um, the reps or even the staff and I try my best to be nice in that process but yeah sometimes it can be a lot for those guys who definitely deal with a lot of players too so it's it can be a lot well I'll, I'll tell you this I know a lot of pissed off goalies in Sweden that were waiting for CCM gear that didn't even get their custom order that they put in in July and August didn't show up to like February or March so you're, you're not the only one and also like as far as like the reps go it's like Dog, you're getting eighty grand a year, a hundred grand a year. I think you can put up with Strauss. Strauss telling you, oh, "Hey, yeah. listen, single T, not double T. Come on, let's get it a little faster here." You know what is their job? It's their job. That, that's your job. Yeah. You have one job to service your pros. So service them. <laughs> how like, how was your how was your equipment managers in uh, college compared to pro? Is it similar? 
We got we got to, we got about three minutes before the camera shuts off, and then I got to get running. By the way, okay, okay, just just a heads up. Yeah, I think it's mostly just the person, like guy to guy varies, but in pro, um, yeah. there are two guys in Sweden we had who were awesome, and we're at Michigan. We had kind of the equipment guy, and then we have the student assistant equipment managers who kind mm-hmm. of do some of the the busy worker. Um, the lifting and stuff and the other guys kind of calling the shots. So it's a little bit different in that way, but, um, overall they're, they're all just kind of doing the same type thing. So obviously in the NHL would be a little bit different, I assume. Yeah. Um, yeah, not, not too crazy different. Yeah. The only difference was in, in, uh, Sweden, it was like all through CCM for the most part. And, and in college, there's a couple more options, or at least in Michigan there was. For sure. Certain guys, I guess. Get the get the options. You're one of the guys in college. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like uh, college have equipment, uh, or at least at like Maine, we were like a warrior team. So like X amount of guys had to use say warrior sticks, and then X amount of guys were allowed to use whatever brand they wanted. Is that was that not similar? I think for goalies it was all like up for grabs. You could do whatever I you think wanted. You're right, right. But at least at Michigan, I think it varies school to school. You're right, but I think there was a stick thing that yeah yeah but it honestly might have been our coach's contract with bauer or something that only a couple guys could use ccm i think that was the case but goalies i i don't remember running into any issues i think you're right now that you say it that goalies get whatever like pad brand they want it's different with them they just they're yeah. chilling the players the players suffer the goalie is more important though so it's all right that that can make or break a team so it's very true enough. Very yeah. important player. I'm impressed, Trav. You're doing your homework. You know all what the reps are saying, what the, <laughs> the, the teammates are saying. What? You know what? I get roasted online for being just this meathead who doesn't know shit. I do my research. I'll, I'll tell you this right now. But speaking of research, this podcast, we have a new episode every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern, midnight in China, 8 a.m. in Vancouver. The time zones are all over, all over the place, and so am I. That is okay. We'd love to have you out for the next week's episode. I don't know who we're interviewing. We, we might just not even do an episode. Who knows? But we'd love to have you for it, whoever we have. Uh, our guest, Strauss Man, give him a follow on Instagram. This guy is the man. He is the real deal. He's the liver king of San Jose going out this season. Pat Shea, thank you for doing uh, 65 episodes alongside with me, my Absolutely. co-host. And uh, it has been a privilege and a pleasure to speak to you tonight, whether you're in the car, at home, or if you're uh, Aiden, who is stockpiling the dishes on Sunday night. Final closing words. Or if you're... Uh in Chicago in the tornado. Yeah, God bless. Be careful out there. Yes. Be careful. We'll see if I make it through. <laughs> we'll keep you posted Love next it. week on Slinging the Biscuit. See you guys then. I got to piss some crazy. Holy shit.